I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back. Mike Schoep and the Bulldog here. The Sabres home to Chicago tonight. We'll have General Manager Kevin Adams with us in just a moment. 6.30 6.30 Sunday for the big one with Kansas City. We will be on uh, postgame. I said yesterday we were asked, is it too late for you guys? But uh, I, at least myself, I said absolutely not. I will be up, I think, when this to watch this game. I might as well uh, jump jump on and host the postgame show with you. That's how I look at it. It's, it's a little late. Uh, you know, it's not ideal, but, you know. Come on, it's it's a home playoff game against the Chiefs. Um, you know, if we're in this job, selfishly, you want to be on the air in those spots. So, yeah, I definitely want to be there. Let's go. Happy to be joined by Kevin Adams making his monthly or so appearance. We had Kevin lined up for yesterday, but with the postponement of the game uh, to today, this seems like a better idea. So, Kevin, uh, what's what's the week been like for you? How how uh, able have you been to get back and forth to the rink? Yeah, it's, it's uh, tricky, like everybody in Western New York deals with. But um, I live in Clarence, so I feel like pretty fortunate when I put the news on and I see people with 40, 50, 60 inches of snow or whatever they've had. And, you know, we've we've definitely had snow, but not uh, nearly as bad as others. And um, But, yeah, it, it, time's a little tricky downtown. I'm sitting in my office right now looking out in the city, and it's uh, over the lake. It's not great right now so i don't know if this storm's ever gonna end <laughs> that's how it feels seems seems that's like it it's been snowing i'm i'm only a few miles north of of the arena and it's been snowing here all day but i i think the radar i'm i'm not you know i don't mean to be patrick hammer here or anything but it looks like it might be clearing out in the next hour or so so okay good not that that's going to help your fans getting down to the arena or anything but um you know well, maybe a little bit between six and seven maybe to lighten up anyway kevin Kevin, what was what was yesterday like? Like, how does it work when I'm sure you're in contact with the league and like, just what are the things that go into that decision? Yeah, um, basically, what happens is you get up in the morning like that, and our players are are prepared to play. Everybody came in. I'd say a lot of our players, you know, left themselves some extra time. I certainly did. Got in early. Um, I got a call pretty early in the day from Colin Campbell at the National Hockey League, just kind of checking in. Um, and I told him, gave him the update, and I said what you did, Bulldog. I'm far from a weatherman, but um, here's what's going on. And um, and basically after that, it's it's really out of our hands. 
Um, and what the NHL does is they they ultimately have conversations with us for Chicago that if we did need to postpone the game, what's the what's the flexibility and um, and it's not as simple as people think in in terms of rescheduling games. And we're pretty fortunate to be able to play tonight just with both of our schedules lining up. They were already in town. Um, but what also happens? There's TV. Last night was supposed to be a TNT game, so there's a lot of moving parts. Um, Commissioner Batman gets involved and then talks to, um, you know, our organization. And ultimately it comes down to what's the, the best thing for safety. And I think the fact that yesterday the arena fell within the driving ban made it to where it was just not going to happen. Um, we weren't going to be able to play. So I, you know, our players had a morning skate. I told them to sit tight. Um, prepare as if we're playing. And then as soon as I got word, maybe around, I don't know what time that would have been, maybe 11 or 12 yesterday, um, I was able to give them the news and then still didn't have an update exactly when the game would be played. Um, but so you're in constant contact, but ultimately it's, it's really out of my hands or our hands here in the yeah. league and, you know, the government officials decide. Yeah. You know, you, you, you grew up around here, um, and, and, and I, Mike and I have been together for more than 20 years. I, I, I go back far enough, Kevin, when, when it, it felt like – I don't know if this was the way it actually was decided, but I know it was a very popular thing to, to hear or, or say. If the, if the officials are there and the teams are there, we're having a game. Uh, and yep. I, I'm wondering if you get a sense that that has changed maybe even dramatically over the years. I do think it's changed. I totally agree with you. I remember even as a player, you know, getting caught in a couple snowstorms and a couple thousand fans were at the game, but the teams were there and you're playing. And I actually did expect us to play yesterday and, and because I knew Chicago had gotten in um, and I figured that I hadn't heard from the league that the officials, you know, hadn't, you know, been somewhere else. So I assumed we were going to play, but I do think, once then there's some travel bans and in mm-hmm. that it's changed over the years, I guess. And, and that's the way it should be. You know, you want to keep people safe and um, you want to make sure the streets are freed up where they can uh, get, remove the snow. And it's just, it's falling at such a fast rate that I think it just um, it's probably the right thing to do, but I did expect us to play for sure. Maybe a key point, which you made earlier that the schedules worked out, like you didn't have another game tonight or Chicago didn't. And, you know, Friday, not going to play two, three in a row, anything like that. So I remember right. a long time right. ago, a long time in the in the odd days where my buddy and his dad went to see a game against the Kings, and it was one of these snow nights, and I'd probably listen to it on the radio, but I remember my friend saying how they let everybody move down. There might have been a thousand people there, maybe less. And yeah. their tickets were in the oranges and everybody got to sit, you know, in the golds that night. So um, dangerous on the roads. But if you made it there for that one, that's probably a pretty good memory. I, yeah. I, it's funny you say that. I, I could picture that as a, as a kid coming, um, and that, those types of things happening. But I actually was, was originally probably more concerned about the San Jose game because they were struggling to get into town with the first part of the storm hit. They were stuck in Ottawa and couldn't get in. And then finally they were able to get in and it was an afternoon game, but they were able to get in that night before. So I was, that was the game actually I was more concerned about than yesterday, but 
you know what? My first year, this is my fourth year as general manager. The first year was the COVID year where literally every day you woke up and you had no idea what was going to happen in the next <laughs> 12 to 14 hours. So right. I kind of learned you just, you just roll with it and you do the best you can. Kevin Adams with us here on the Wester Hotline. Well, to the season here, Kevin, we're more than halfway through, and you guys have been really stuck in that seventh-place position in the Atlantic Division. Do you see it changing? Do you have some real confidence that the Sabres are ready to make a push here? Well, I do have confidence in our group. I really do. I think, um, you know, you've heard me probably say this over and over again that, you know, it is, it is a process that you go through in this league and um, managing the, the highs and lows and finding consistency. And I think that's what we've lacked this year um, is just kind of that finding that consistent um, level to, to compete hard enough on a nightly basis to win hockey games. And um, I knew this homestand is critical, you know, based on where we sit in the standings in tonight's game five of the six. And then we go on the road to California for three before the, uh, the break so you know this is a key time um but no i absolutely believe in the group and i i think we're you know the way our team has been playing more recent is looking like our identity um you know even even the vancouver game where you know we ended up losing one nothing but it was it was it was a fast game it was a little more tempo um you know we're a team that needs to skate and get up and down the ice and um, you know, I know we get criticized defensively and we need to clean that up and be better, but part of the way we play, we are going to give up some chances. Um, and you know, we just, we haven't looked enough like ourselves and our identity consistently enough throughout the year. And I think that's why we are where we are. Why do you suppose that is? Well, I think there's a, there's a natural, um, there's been a natural emphasis from day one of training camp taking place of, okay, we have to make sure we, we, you know, clean some things up defensively. And, you know, I think that that's part of what I'm talking about as a process where um, how the best teams you you, you play well defensively, but it's not at the expense of offense. And I think to some extent we've, we've, you know, been not as good offensively because we've been a little more focused defensively. That might sound like an excuse. I just think it's the reality. Um, and then special teams are critical. You know, you can, if you're playing a little bit better defensively, maybe your five-on-five five offensive numbers are down, but your power play is, been, is a top power play, then that's going to maybe make up for some of that. And we haven't had that either. So um, when you put it all together, um, that's, mm-hmm. that's what I see. I mean, you need to score in this league. You need offensive players. You need, you need to be able to play a system that um, you're able to outscore your mistakes. But you ultimately want to clean up and be better defensively um, as well. And I just think that's what we're in the, in the process of going through. Yeah, that's where I was headed to, just thinking about, like, a lot, a lot of the narrative this year has been changing, you know, pull, pulling back. And, you know, individually, Kevin, one player I think about this when I watch him is Darlene, who I guess, you know, we're talking about an elite player and somebody with such creativity, I don't know, Like, can you, can you see it on an individual basis, whether it's him or just other players, more than just the group, um, yep. where players are maybe a little bit crossed up mentally? Yeah, I think so. I mean, you, there's, there's um, I mean, you, you don't want to hold elite offensive players back. You know, you have to be willing to live with some, 
you know, some turnovers, some mistakes. I mean, I don't care. You could look at any player around the league, an elite offensive player, and they are gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna need the puck to make plays because that's what they do. Um, but it's not always gonna work. So you don't wanna, you don't wanna um, hold those guys back at all. But you wanna, you wanna also continue to help them learn and grow. And you know, we were young, but um, those are the those are the things that our guys are learning. Darlene's a good example. To me, he's um, you know ultra competitive and I think at times if he's not playing well he almost tries to do too much he's he forces it a little bit but I'll take that every day over someone that is passive you know so um that's fine I think I think to some extent too we've just had guys on an individual level that have maybe just you know taken a little bit of a dip in their offensive numbers whether you know some of the forwards or you guys know the names and that's that's some of that too goes hand in hand with like with confidence of now they're squeezing the stick a little bit and then trying to do too much, trying too hard. We just need to play fast, free, free our guys up, um, play with confidence and, and be ourselves. One of the things I've talked to Donnie a lot about over the last three or four weeks is we need to, we need to play the way we're built, which is fast up and down the ice, use our, use our skill, but we need to work first. And in this league, if you don't work and compete first, it's hard to have the skill come out. So that's something that we've talked to our guys about. We have talent. We have skill. Everybody in the league knows that now, but the work and the compete have to be there. So where, where would you say the focus is right now internally on style of play? I know like a month or so ago when you visited – uh, with me, I think Mike was off that day. Uh, it was on the heels of that ugly game with Columbus, and it was the night of where you turned that on its head against Toronto with nine goals of your own. And after that game, I know the vibe very much was Don Granado was asked a, a lengthy question about, you know, going forward on offense. I'm paraphrasing, going forward on offense and, and not worrying about the defense, like just patching that as you go. And uh, Granado's response to that question, if I recall correctly, was "You nailed it," describing how they were you you were going to try to play. Is that still the objective? Because that that feels like sort of junking what the September or October plan was a little bit to me. Um, it's like, where are you on the timeline? Like, how do you want your team to play right now? Well, I mean, I yeah, I think it's it's a it's a it's a fair question, but it's hard to put in a perfect. Um, way right you know what, mm-hmm. what i mean by that is my feeling about our team is we always want to have the mentality to score to get the next goal to stay on our front foot to push the pace but in saying that when you're up to nothing and there's 10 minutes to go in the third period like we were the other night maybe it's it's helping our guys understand that there's time to lay the puck behind the defenseman and not to force a play when you're three quarters of the way through a shift. So it's managing where you are in the game. I think sometimes our team this year, we we've lost a little bit of our focus in, in the game within the game. So do you understand what I'm saying by that? Like I'm trying to give you how I want our team to play, but I also, it's not, it's not like, okay, we're up to nothing in the third period, 10 minutes to go. We need to we need to just you know risk everything to go get the next one. It's managing the game a little bit too, and I think that's that's kind of an evolution of of what we're we're learning. And the sooner we learn it, um, the better our results will be. I know we talked about Zach Benson making the roster, and earlier in the season, just sort of what a, a great story that is. Here, halfway through, Kevin, I mean, he's held up really well. Just you would never know how young he is. 
uh, watching watching him play, very mature looking player. Uh, your perspective on on Benson to this point? Well, he's he's been tremendous. Take away just you know stats, offensive numbers, any of that stuff. Um, but from day one of training camp, I would not have expected him going into as much as I love Zach Benson and was excited when we drafted him that he was going to make our opening night roster. And then it was from there it was okay. Um, where are we gonna? What are we gonna do after the nine games and he has just he's just consistently played at a competitive highly competitive way that helps you win and i feel like he regardless of who he's played with he's adding to the line he's making so many small little subtle plays that um that help his line mates he's very very conscientious defensively which for an elite offensive player coming out of junior at 18 years old is rare um, I think eventually he'll be a very good penalty killer. He's got a good stick. Um, and then I know he's, you know, he hasn't had the offensive numbers over the last, you know, f- few weeks here, but he's a guy that'll play with Tuck and Thompson tonight because he does so many things well, you know, so it's, uh, it's, it's exciting. I think we have a really good young player there. He's a, he's a hockey, he's a rink rat. He loves to be around the game. He loves his teammates, love him. Um, I think he's going to be a, a good player for us for a long time. On goaltending moving forward here, Kevin, um, the three-goalie thing obviously was alleviated, uh, well, initially by Levi going down, but then Lukanen got sick, and now Comrie's down there in Rochester. And Lukanen, before he got ill, looked like he was asserting himself and maybe becoming the number one guy. And that looks like it could be happening again. Um, if if that conti- like if he's going to play three out of every four or something like that, is there a point where you might feel it's necessary to get Levi back to Rochester just so he can play, you know, three games a week? Yeah, you definitely want Devin um, playing and, and getting reps. Um, you know, that's something you balance and you look at the schedule that we have, the schedule that Rochester has, and then you kind of you know do the best you can. And in saying that, um, you know, I'm. I think UPL is, you're right, he, he was really playing well, and then he got sick, and he it took him a little while to get back to that level, and he's been playing very, very well lately. We've had a, we've had some games spaced out here on this homestand where um, we weren't in back-to-backs, so he's kind of been, you know, running with it a little bit, which is great, great for him, um, and good to see how well he's been calm and composed and, and playing well, but yeah, I mean, we're Devin's age and how young he is. It's something we'll monitor. Um, but you know, I think one of the, one of the benefits of having Rochester close, um, is what can you do with the, with the roster to make sure you're, you're, you're getting them games too. So we'll, we'll take a close look at it for sure. And it's not something, I mean, we talk about this every day, trust me. Um, right. but we were, we're, you know, we're, when Devin's been, you know, excellent at time, it, it certain times in the season as well and and you know then maybe where he's just lacked a little bit of consistently consistency is what you, you to some extent you expect from a very very young player um but you know we're super excited about both of them does rochester get a week off like you guys they they, they don't get a week uh they have a they do have an all-star break that falls kind of just after we get back, I believe. I was just looking at this a couple hours ago okay. and um, trying to work through things. So they don't get as long of a break, um, but um, they do They do get an off-star break. Okay. Uh, can you tell us before you go, Dylan Cousins, Samuelson for tonight, do you expect them in? 
No, they won't be in tonight. Um, but they are day to day, and both both seem to be in a better spot even than they were yesterday. And I, I, you know, I think the hope was that potentially they could be ready tonight. But um, we're hoping for Saturday. Um, but at this point, you know, they're kind of both in the day to day. And Skinner's much better as well. He's uh, he's he's coming along, and um, so you know, every team deals with it. But hopefully, we can. These are pretty key key guys for for us that we're missing. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Get them back soon. Right. Saturday afternoon, Tampa Bay is here, and then as you mentioned, out west. Thank you, Kevin. Always nice to chat with you. Good luck tonight. Yeah, I appreciate it, guys, and uh, I'm looking forward to the Bills game Sunday. I'll be there and uh, cheering them on. <laughs> All right, All sounds right, good, very Kevin. good. Thanks for the time. Kevin Adams on the Westford Hotline. His appearances on WGR are brought to you by Firth Jewelers. For all the moments in your life, go forth to Firth. And by Losi and Ganji, workers' compensation and personal injury attorneys working hard for hardworking Western New Yorkers. Speaking of the Bills, we'll have Sal with us next. Go over the injury news of the day and talk more about this Titanic game with Kansas City on Sunday. Mike Schoeben, the Bulldogs, Sabres and Blackhawks tonight, pregame at 6 with Paul Hamilton. This is WGR. It's Sal Capaccio. Filling up right behind the Bills bench right now with their flags and their hey, 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 hey. Hey, 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 hey. Let's go Buffalo Chan. On WGR Sports Radio 550. The Bills have just tweeted another request for shoveling help. <laughs> so here we go. A little bit more time between now and uh, late Sunday. 
for this one, hopefully, anyway, so yeah. that you can actually sit down when you get there. Am I the only one wondering what effect there will be from the snow that was there that people had to either sit on or stand on that's been packed down and now snowed on on top? I'm assuming that snow did not get cleared out of there. Maybe I shouldn't be um, because of the way it's been snowing really ever since. Um, I just wonder what kind of job that is. You know, like it just feels like there might be layers of really hard-packed snow underneath this fresh snow that's fallen. I don't know. I'd love to use the opportunity to campaign for my beloved Bills Island idea out here, uh, just Navy Island off on the West River uh, where I'm sitting looking out. But it's been snowing all day here too, and it's it's not it's not seven feet or anything, but um, it's, not, it's not exactly we're, we're in luxury up uh, yeah, up, yeah. up here. Bill's Island would be snow-covered also. Sal Capaccio with us on the West Her Hotline. Sal, let's start with the injuries. I, mean, I know Zach went over it in the update. Not much is different from yesterday, but what is and what do you think this all means? Where are we at here? Yeah, hi, guys. Um, what's different is that Stefan Diggs had a vet rest day today but attached to that was foot that happens sometimes um i wouldn't worry too much about it right now i mean if you know something happens tomorrow and he doesn't practice then alarm bells would go off right but um a lot of times you'll get like you know leonard floyd you know wrist slash vet rest whatever it might be something you have just getting treatment on but it's a vet rest day <clears throat> i would say this usually Diggs has a friday vet rest day but it was today so we'll keep an eye on that um, the other thing that changed was Sam Martin became a limited participant. That is very encouraging. Uh, if he can go, that would really help them with the numbers. We talked about this and what um, kind of roster and elevations they're looking at and where they need to be on Sunday. So that's going to be a very tricky situation. Um, otherwise, nothing else really changed today. Um, you still had no Christian Benford, no Terrell Bernard, no Gabe Davis, no Taylor Rapp, no Bale Inspector. Um, tomorrow's the day. I think, you know, we'll, we'll have Sean McDermott on the extra point show in the morning. He'll give us a, if anybody's declared out right there, we'll find out. And um, otherwise, we'll see how it goes. I would imagine they would really take this as far as they can with all these guys, considering this is, you know, the playoffs and the situation. One bit of encouraging news, I would say, is that Taron Johnson got through yesterday limited and was able to participate yep. again, you know, limited non, non-contact non red jersey. And I know he's got to clear that protocol, and I, and I have no, if I need to say it, like inside information, but at this point with watching him participate and, see, and seeing how he's been listed, what his status is, I'm prepared to say I'd be surprised if he doesn't play Sunday. I would share that sentiment, and obviously concussions are tricky. Everybody's different. It's not his first time he's been in concussion protocol this year uh but as i you know remind people <clears throat> you know you you there are all different times where you can get cleared it doesn't mean you know one or two is a certain amount of days or anything like mm-hmm. that and let's remember ty johnson cleared in five days last week he was in the protocol sunday night in miami he was announced as cleared on friday the bills have six days normally you'd love seven here or more um but i agree with you today out there i watched i was out there today watched him and it didn't seem like to me, he was doing anything different in, in the media portion that we were able to watch, mm-hmm. but he did have that red non-contact. The other encouraging thing about that, I'm glad you brought that up, Bulldog, is not just Johnson, 
So Rasul Douglas and Tyrell Dodson both limited again today. Not just limited, neither had a red jersey on. And that says a lot to me. You know, that these guys, they're, they're out there, even though they're limited, they're not, you know, a stop sign's not put on them, basically. You know what I mean? That's basically what mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. situation is when you have a red jersey. Sal, so, so that's the latest on injuries. One thing we've been talking about a little bit here the last couple of days is with all the glory that the quarterbacks have have earned in this game, the, the classic matchup here with Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes, the, the running backs are interesting. Both teams in their own the bills have become very run heavy. They've turned to James Cook, who for the most part has done well, and I would think that this would happen again. And then you have Isaiah Pacheco for Kansas City, who missed the regular season meeting between these teams December 10th. You know, it's it's running backs, and there's a certain amount of interchangeability here. Probably mm-hmm. the guy who has the best stat line will team because that's what tends to happen with running backs. You know, if your team's ahead, you're going to run the ball. But, you know, beyond all that, how do you compare these two, and do you think there's a fair chance that the two running backs will go a long way to determining the winner? I do, and I do also think it's because of the two defenses. And at times, both have been, you know, a little leaky against the run. The Bills have a high yards per carry against them on the ground. A lot of that is because of big chunks they gave up on certain plays earlier in the season. I think they've been very good against the run, especially second half of the year. Most of the year, I think, for the most part, they have been. There have been times where teams have had a few runs here or there that have kind of gotten away from them. So that impacts that. The Chiefs, they've been more of a every game consistently teams might be able to move the ball on them a little bit on the ground. They've had their good moments as well where that hasn't happened. But talking with Kansas City media, that's also a bit of a concern maybe. If you'd say, like, hey, what's the concern there? They would tell you, you know, sometimes on the ground hasn't been the best and teams can take advantage of them. So you look at the two guys you just talked about. You look at the run games. I was looking at these two teams in the same light earlier today, Mike. They're so similar in their stats when it comes to the run game individually like you have cook and you have pacheco and those are the two guys and cook's averaging 4.7 yards a carry and pacheco's averaging 4.6 yards a carry and the next best running back yards wise for them next best rusher is their quarterback for um you know the bills obviously it's josh allen 524 yards on the season and for the chiefs it's patrick mahomes 389 and you probably would might be surprised to know this i don't know Mahomes has a much higher yards per carry average this year than Allen does. With Mahomes, it's it's that frustrating you get him in third and long and he finds a way to make it, right? That just happens every game, it seems like. You watch the Chiefs, it's third and eight. Mahomes is back there, he's buying time, buying time, and he runs for a first down. Now, you get that from Josh Allen, but a lot of times with Allen, it's more of the designed run. And, yep, you have a chance here he's going to take off, and you see more of that. But he also has a lot of runs where, because he does run the ball a little more, you get one and two yards. So that's going to impact it. The, the quarterback sneaks impact, obviously, the yards per carry here. But it is the second-leading rusher is both guys. And then their third-leading rusher has, it's for, for, for Kansas City, Edwards Alaire, 70 carries on the year. For the Buffalo Bills, Latavius Murray, 79 carries on the year. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. I, also, we, this, by the way, Cook and Pacheco have the same exact number of catches, forty-four. That's right. It's exactly right. Yep. Yeah. This came up earlier, and I, I saw a graphic um, on Twitter earlier today 
just like you know tell the tape sort of thing with the season stats with Allen and Mahomes, mm-hmm. and I, I know Mahomes is mobile, and I think of him as extending plays and then you know throwing you know sidearm to somebody no look or something, um, and I was surprised that he was as close to Allen as he was in to- just you know total yards as a, as a runner. Right. And and I think, again, to me, the average yards per carry, like it stands out 5.2 against 4.7. But Allen gets a lot of those, especially now the right. tush push, the snowplow, whatever, gets a lot of those one and two yard carries. Where they are completely different, though, is goal line and right. scoring. Josh Allen has 15 rushing touchdowns this year. That's 15 more than Patrick Mahomes. He has zero. He has not run for a touchdown this year. They don't They do not do that. They don't put him in that situation. They'd rather do a little underhand flip to somebody than run Patrick Mahomes in from the one-yard line, right? I mean, that's just the, um, the defense that they run. And you're right, Mike, about the receiving. I looked at that, too. So it's interesting. Pacheco, 44 carries. I'm sorry, catches. 44 catches. He's only averaged five and a half yards a catch. Like, it's weird. I, yeah, I was I so stunned by that number. I think of a guy like that and, like, screen passes, getting yards. That's not the case. Like, he's catching the ball, and it's, 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 it hasn't been a big get for them this year. Whereas James Cook, 10.1 yards a catch receiving. Right. Cook and Pacheco have the same number of receptions, but Cook had that for 200 more yards than Pacheco. Yeah, that's well, right. Well, it's fun to, compare, fun, fun to compare the numbers. One more sort of comparison for you, Sal. As uh, many know, many listeners know, Sal is a part of my February Fix fantasy draft Mm. where we draft for next year around the Super Bowl. This year it'll be the Saturday after the Super Bowl. Who do you think you would rather have for next year? Who will will be higher on your board, Sal, Kelsey or Kincaid? I think Kincaid. I don't even know if Kelsey's going to play after this year. I mean, there were rumors a month ago that him and Jason might step away at the same time, and now Jason has stepped away. I'd be afraid of that. All right. There, I mean, you're nice to tell me, by the way, because I'm in that draft. But you're going to go Kincaid <laughs> no, or I, Kelsey. Yeah, no that. kidding. I'll have him higher. I, I, Honestly, Mike, the reason wouldn't be because, oh, my God, I'm so high on Dalton Kincaid, which I would be pretty high on him. I don't know if I want to touch Kelsey. That's that. That's the secret I'll yeah. give out. I mean, if he was there late, and you know, he'd say, okay, well, I'm going to take him, but – I, he might be on my, yeah, I don't really want to go there. I'd rather take a lot of other guys because I'm just worried about that situation and his decline in production at his age right now. Tight end premium, Bulldog, by the way, 1.5. Yeah, it is. That does make it matter. Oh, that's that's More. a big factor. That's a big no, factor. None of this accounts for Brock Bowers. Maybe Sal, Sal will rather have Brock Bowers. So will I, probably, uh, Brock Bowers, the rookie, than, uh, than Kelsey. All right, well, there's plenty of time for that. All right, uh, tomorrow roundtable. Yes, roundtable tomorrow. Uh, what about, do you want Cam McCormick? You want to draft Cam McCormick? No. You know that is? Did you see the story? He's the the ninth year Miami Hurricane. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right. He's going into his ninth college season. He got cleared for a ninth season. He committed to Oregon in 2015. He plays at Miami. He's going to be a ninth year college football player. His name is Cam McCormick, a tight end. I think we want Zach for Cam McCormick. I think Zach. That's, this is a hot button issue for Zach. Yeah, I'm not a fan. This is this is nine years is too long. We've gone too long. <laughs> Get a job, I believe was the tweet. He's that 20, was the tweet. Get a job. He's twenty. He's twenty five years old. I saw it today. Twenty five. Seems young to me. Hey man. Hey, you know what? Didn't we all? Hey, maybe maybe you guys haven't. I think like I know when I was younger, and even now, people would say, "Stay in college as long as you can, man. Have fun." <laughs> guys living the American dream. 
Right. Does he look – the question is, does he look like he can still play? That's the question. <laughs> I have uh, no idea. I, I just think it's amazing. <laughs> all right. Thanks, Sal. Talk to you tomorrow. You guys got it. There's our Sal Capaccio on the Western Hotline. His appearances are brought to you by New York's only outlet liquor. When you need to stock up, it's the place to buy a case. What's your outlet? Can you even remember the Chiefs' last last road playoff game? I've got it for you. And there's one thing I remember about it. Only one. One thing I remember about it. It's eight years ago. More, actually. Mike Schoep and the Bulldog will have that next. Paul Hamilton joins for Sabres. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Pre-game at 6, this is WGR. Seriously, on Twitter through Jeremy, who's got a follower named Jason. I believe it's Jason who usually tweets a picture to Jeremy of the hot dog of the night at the arena mm-hmm. that's themed off the opponent. And this one's pretty easy. Like, when we first, when, when Delaware North came in and brought food and we talked about this concept... A, a, a visiting team hot dog, basically. And we went looking up. I mean, are there really localized hot dog themes for all 32 NHL uh, cities? Chicago is one that I think kind of everybody knows. Or not everybody. I don't mean like that. But just Chicago Chicago dog is kind of famous. Mm-hmm. And so they went there. The market on Perry, if you're going down to the game, Salem's hot dog with the poppy seed bun, of course, the tomato, yellow mustard, got to be yellow, relish, pickle, onion, celery salt. Okay, good to know. And something called a sports pepper. Right. You got me there. Not familiar. No. Don't know. Sports pepper. 
a follower of Jer's and, and mine and probably yours uh, replied already, said it's like a mini pepperoncini. Yes. Okay. Without I've the never, stem, hopefully. Right. Right. I would. I would. Although you could, like, if the if there is the stem, you could just gonna pull it off and dip it into some of those condiments that are on the dog, and maybe go that way. But yeah, I would hope no stem. Yeah. I am not a chunky fresh tomato guy at all. To put it mildly, like I have avoided this hot dog through my life because of the tomato. Mm-hmm. But this is iconic stuff. This is iconic stuff. You'd almost have to have to try it. Yeah. I still have, it doesn't uh, have. I... It doesn't have a fried bologna sandwich on top of it like the one the other day. Right, right. <laughs> that one I think I, I would skip. Right. I still, uh, I still have not made it uh, made it over there. I don't know. The last when, when I went, um, well, I was off during the holiday week. I went to two games. Um, I was in a suite for one of them with the folks from Roswell. That was really nice, but not really, you know, great opportunity. I mean, I could have walked down there, but I didn't. Um, and I was at the Boston game. That was like midweek between Christmas and New Year's. Uh, John Gale and I went. I had every intention of getting the, the dog of the day. But after the first period, it was 2 nothing. Boston, I think, and 4 nothing or 4-1 by the end of the second, and we left. I was like, I, I'm not I, – I don't – I want to try the dog of the day, but right now I'm not in the mood to give them a dime. I'm gone, gone. We went out for wings and watched the third period uh, at, a, at a joint in the first ward. I just was so – it was such a – maybe the worst time I've ever had at a Sabres game. It was just not – it was so unpleasant. Tons of Bruins That's fans. The, the Sabres fans that were around us were really boisterous to start, but that quickly turned into what I think was ironically cheering uh, and derisively cheering – and there was a guy on my left who was not yelling, but also not muttering quietly so you had to really pay attention, just saying over and over again, I hate you so much. I hate you so much. Like, talking I don't want to be. I, I, no, the, the team. He's look, talking about the oh, team. Okay. I hate okay. you so I much. You. And I'm like, I don't want to be here anymore. <laughs> and and Gail will watch. I mean, he'd watch strangers play hockey. Uh, so he, you know, to get him to leave was <laughs> was no small thing. But I pulled it off. Just didn't I can confirm there. that he came to watch my daughter play. So he, he didn't <laughs> yes. know anybody out there. <laughs> right. I can confirm that. Loves the game. Yeah. That. I mean, that's that's multiple shows right there. Not that we want to do them, but like the worst yep. time you've ever had. <laughs> it's just. Oof. It started to get bad for me when the team got bad, not because so much of the performance of the team, but, you know, you, you love it when the, the team is good and that means the people that you're there with are just glued to the game. Like, it's important. And when the team slides, that changes. And you have people, they, maybe they're there for free and they're just not into it, and they sometimes, you know, it's just obnoxious. It's talking about their day. It's talking about this. this talk. It's just noise yep. that has nothing to do with hockey, and it's often, like, profane. You just do not want to even – yeah, there, there's definitely – I know that one, <laughs> which you just yeah. described. Yeah. <laughs> I know that one. It just really kind of ruins it. Uh, maybe tonight will be better. Sabres and Blackhawks. Paul Hamilton joins us next. Pre-game coverage ahead here on WGR. 
You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.